Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. Um, and before we start our topic for this week, uh, we just wanted to bring up um, a note that a uh, couple well, of since, weeks... Since we last recorded, since we yeah. last posted. Which will be from when this goes out a couple of weeks ago. Um, on Thursday the 8th of September, um, Our Majesty the Queen here in England uh, passed away aged... 96 she reigned for over was it 70 years yeah. which is just absolutely incredible um it's very sad though that she's obviously passed away um and we just wanted to do uh, a minute silence out of respect for her and the royal family and our thoughts and prayers are with them at this i imagine very tough time so we'll start the minute silence now So there we go. Um, yeah, just because that's the thing. We've both lived with her around, so it's all unknown territory for us and the country. Mm. Even for our parents, it's the same with them. Like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's lived well even longer than my nan. <laughs> so my nan's been around for pretty much her entire reign. So yeah, it's just just something we wanted to mm. just kind of do and just acknowledge because I think it's. I think it's important I think it's just nice just respectful so we would have um, regretted it if we hadn't so it's yeah. something that we wanted to do before we got going yeah um yes uh today we're going to be for my I see because it's um well from when this goes out two days ago would have been my birthday um <laughs> I know getting confused when we record this when this is going out speaking in different tenses past tense future but yes today we're going to be doing um, a ship profile of the NX01 Enterprise yes yay this will be uh, definitely two parts um, at least yeah at least the second one we'll record I think and just oh, that will be released in like a couple of years um but uh, yeah, I also want to just well two things. I want to just quickly thank Simon for because he's done a lot of editing recently. Uh, I kind of dropped <laughs> myself in it in the last episode with the lower decks retrospective. Yeah, me and Jamie spoke, and I sort of sat there and pulled him up on it, and kind of went, "Actually, have you gone back and looked through? Yeah. I've actually done an awful lot this year." Yeah, yeah. Because Jamie always gets in the stigma, which is normally quite fair. We're not like old school, where it's a bit like, "Well, now it's over to Sai." Now it's like his time for editing, but now we're on this new format. It's it conf- kind of I think it's thrown me a bit. Um, but I've done a fair amount this yeah. year, and it's a bit like, hang on a minute, like st- he's starting to edit, and I'm going, what? Starting? No, like, I started in like not- January. Like yeah. I started ages ago. Like, um, but I also want to thank Simon as well because um, 
originally he wanted to do this year he wanted to do your uh, character profile of Scotty didn't you but that's been postponed until well, I should say a few months away but yeah. yeah until next year um because, you know, I said I wanted to do the NXO one for my birthday, and so I'm a very gracious Well, I went bloody hell, ship one, or we'll do that then. That's yeah. Just, that doesn't happen any day. Yeah, right. so... I'm going to do that then. So I also wanted to just thank Simon again for that, that making that sacrifice, which I really, really do appreciate. So, um, but yes, so we're, we're going to be doing, I'll see, you know, the ship profile. I said the NXO one, probably my most, well, if not one of my most favourite ships. Do you know what Jamie did before we got going? He moved his little Eagles model right yes, in front. Yes, it's yes. about like I've got it. I've got it in front of me proudly. Ten centimeters away from um, the recorder. Yes, and That's also in pride position, and also near my birthday card and presents, which will yeah. be opening. Which we'll do later, kind of at the end of the episode. Yeah, you know, all extremes today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think the last time we did it on my birthday, I think it was we started it at the start, didn't we? We opened it really at the start. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know so, what we've done. Yeah. But yeah, we've got at least... It's about 40 pages worth of research. The Haynes Manual. Uh, I've got a Trek Culture article as well that I've kind of can, can, um, canonised as well. Um, and I've also seen the majority of it is uh, Memory Alpha. Oh, um, and episode summaries. And I yeah. I think it's in here that there's a bit of notes where I've gone, who cares, toy. <laughs> On the same page, yeah, there's we, a bit of a facial around going, No one cares, I don't care. We, Why did you mention it? We do want to point out that a, a, I think it's a fair part of these notes is also going to be about the missions they go on, basically just summarizing what they went through the series. But we're not going to do so much now. We'll we're paraphrase it I because, think, because you, we, you guys listen, you've most of you, I'm sure, watched Enterprise or at least a lot of it. You yeah, bloody know what happens based on our previous history of doing shit profiles. We get a bit confused with what we've done because yeah. we got very confused with uh, the Connie, didn't we? We got very we confused with it. And Actually, that reminds me. Sorry, <laughs> I need to step away from the recorder. I need to get a pencil. <laughs> yeah. I just realised we like to mark what we've talked about so we don't lose track because otherwise we will look. Well, we, I say we, probably me, lose track. Got a couple of pencils. So yeah, um, so yeah. I said the main thing we're going to be focusing on, obviously, is like behind the scenes stuff and the ship itself. So like the interior, the exterior. All and the we can stuff. actually talk about the refit as well because it's yes. officially canon now these days. It is. Really it is officially canon. Sorry, put it this way: even if it wasn't, I'd we'll still, still would. Talk about it, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know how much you love the refits. Um, so yeah, we're going to start off um, with. I think it's. Is it from the um, Hainsman? Manual. No, Jamie. Starship Handbook. Thank you. One hundred five manual. So I do have. I do have my own copy this time. Thanks to Simon. I know you do. I know you do. I just. <laughs> I noted down earlier because I sat there and went. I know yeah. for a fact. I know what is going to come up. Where did we get this from? Because I, I can never remember what the damn thing's called. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm just going to give a basic, just a profile, and just some, just some basic good information that summarises it really nicely. I think, and then we'll just take off from there. So obviously. You know, Enterprise, it's obviously NX Enterprise. It's mm, yeah, it's because this is what I was going to get onto, Jamie. Ah, you were going to mention Because it's the whole NX Enterprise thing. Now, Doug Drexley is kind of one of the designs behind it. And he got in a discussion with someone. And this is kind of, you know, it's the Explorer class. And he got in this debate of kind of what it, you know, what is it actually called? What, um... 
and they say, awesome, never knew NX-01 was an Explorer-class starship. And Doug's director replies, that's not the class, that's the type. Like the construction class is a heavy cruiser, the first ship of the line is all sudden named the class, so it's Enterprise class. So he considers it's Enterprise class. Ah, oh, okay, right. So it's not NX class, it's Enterprise class. Um, oh, interesting. Which gets weird, because by the time we get to the refit, that's mm-hmm. not the NX refit, that's commonly referred to as the Columbia class, yes. because the Columbia class, Columbia, was the first one to get refitted, I yeah. think, wasn't it, I think? I believe so, yeah. So it's all a bit iffy with kind of NX class. Uh, it's not... I see what you mean now. When before we started, you mentioned that it was a bit it's convoluted. Bit, so it's it, it's more commonly known as referred to as NX class. I think that's what we typically do. Well, that's I think what, what we were referred to. But I think but it's in, it is the enterprise. Type, yeah, enterprise. But I think class. it's important it's, to make that distinction. Yeah, so I'm glad you so. brought that up. Um, so yeah, it's uh, NX <laughs> or enterprise class, if you will. Uh, Type Explorer, commissioned in 2151. Uh, It was obviously produced at the Warp 5 complex on Earth. Its length is 225 metres. Its beam is 135.8 metres and its height is 33.3. It's got a mass uh, metric tonnes of 80,000, a crew of 83. Its um, cruising speed is 1.5 and its max speed is 5.2. Its armament includes four... Plasma cat. Oh, that's sorry. Uh, the warp speed is in the original Cochrane unit, so OCU. Um, thank you, Simon, for silently pointing that out on the page to me. Um, it, you know what it's like. It's complicated with warp scales, and it's kind of. I yeah. wanted to get that out now because it's if you. Because again, it's once you get to next gen, there's a different scale, yeah. and it's that's complicated. So right, there's there's an episode on it. That's right. The armament uh, includes four plasma cannons, four phase cannons, six and six spatial photonic torpedo launchers. Most of which is crap. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I think we should also mention. Oh, yeah, it does go on to photon torpedoes. Yeah, it does go on to. Yeah, but you. I mean, yeah, compared to what the ships get in a different series, yeah, but for its time, it's not bad. Are you. fairly weak. Are you comparing that to kind of some of the other ships around that era, like the Vulcan ships and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we read out the this bit here as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the first four, five capable vessel. Get yourself out, Jamie. Is like, <laughs> okay. research go around. Yeah. <laughs> Built by Starfleet, the NX or Enterprise class paved the way for a new era of human exploration. Representing the pinnacle of mid twenty second century starship design, the NX featured transporters, spatial torpedoes, obviously later upgraded to photonic. Yeah, they didn't last long, did they? Spatial torpedoes. No. <laughs> Phase cannons, hole polarisation, a magnetic grappler, and the revolutionary warp five engine designed by Dr. Henry Archer. And obviously um, Which is I don't know why they haven't put that here, but also see, you know, uh, Zephyrin Cochrane. Uh, the engine allowed journeys that at one time took years to be completed in a matter of weeks. An initial run of four NX-class vessels were built. Um, the first, obviously the NX-01, was launched in 2151 under the command of Dr. Archer's son, Captain Jonathan Archer. During its historic mission, the Enterprise made first contact with numerous species, including the Klingons, Sulabon, Andorians, Zerillians, and Tandarans. The ship and its crew also averted the destruction of Earth by the Zindi in a Delphic expanse in 2154 and played a pivotal role in building the alliance of species which would eventually become the United Federation of Planets in 2161. 
The handbook is very helpful. Yeah, I mean, that's a great summary. Just add on, and with, a, with an awesome speech, which we never got to hear, but you know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. The NX01 went on to become a museum ship that is still being visited by hundreds of years later. Mm. Yeah, because didn't it get... Well, it didn't even get retired in 2161, in I the think. The Fleet Museum. Uh, yeah. yeah, 2161 became a museum ship. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then the photon torpedoes came in 2153. So obviously the um, Zindi plotline. Yeah. So which, which obviously makes sense. Um, right, so... <laughs> where do we go from here? <laughs> so there's a challenge for these ones, Jamie. Oh, God. Why we don't do them that often? I know. Um, I love my shit, but my god, that's the only thing I hate about ship episodes. Amount of bloody research and where do you start with it? Because there's so much to do. Well, that's why we don't do these so often. Because um, you've got. <laughs> um, well, actually, I'll tell you where we'll start. Well, how about we start with kind of this bit here? So, like the different kind of systems. Yeah, you are, no? Yeah. Because I know you've got, we've got, because we're in the notes here, at least with the memory after, you've got a couple of pages before that, but it's, it's pretty much just a, a summary of kind of the, the chips and what they've kind of done a little bit. So, which is, you know, again, it's not really, you know, again, it's information that you guys all already know. So, so I was thinking we start with the, unless you, 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 is there any way you want to particularly start or are you just having a flip through your I'm having a look through Haynes' menu because that's all it's a really good okay yeah, Haynes' menu are really thorough what NX to E Jamie oh wow well, get I think I did give you one and I think it went bye bye I think it did I need to really get it because I think this would be really interesting hmm. oh, there you go so I'm just having a look through. So should we start with? Well, we must start. I was just thinking it's good bit doing what you want it to do. Just start reading, Jerry. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll use this then. Um, At least for a bit. The Enterprise NX01 was the top. Well, we already mentioned that. Which bit should we? It does actually say new stuff in there. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a prototype NX class vessel. But she launched with a crew of 83, although this was later supp uh, supplemented with, with the MAKO, the Military Assault Commando Unit. Uh, she was equipped with state-of-the-art sensors, a computer core that ran through three decks, and one of the first transporters passed for biotransport. She was also designed to carry experimental phase weaponry, although this wasn't fitted for several months. Um, the NX class established a configuration that would become a trademark of Starfleet vessels with a forward section that housed the crew quarters and the majority of the ship's habitable volume. The rear section contained the engineering systems and was connected to warp the cells which were supported on pylons to keep them away from the main body of the ship. Um, one, when in dry dock the entire rear hull section could be removed and the warp core and the modelling room modules could be replaced. Yeah. Oh, I didn't there's know a, that. There's a slot at the back here. Right. Pinching from the Trek culture article. Oh, wow. There's a hatch and that thing opens. That detaches. Just com no, it opens up. It's yeah. a hatch and the whole engine can pull out of it. It's like a walk core ejection system. Oh, that's cool. Very basic system. Um, so it could be removed and the walk core... Um, Engine room models could be replaced. Behind the hole between the warp cells, 
was a large symmetrical warp governor. This was used to regulate the warp fields generated by the cells, which were unequal. It's that pod in the middle. Oh, okay. It did this by generating a low subspace field, which bent it's the warp bubble into a more acceptable configuration for high warp thing. velocities. Oh, wow. Okay. When By the time you get to, say, like the refit, it's, you see that blue orby thing at the yeah. back it's that's what that's what that becomes oh no that, no that might be different crystal chamber I might be confused yeah i think i'm getting confused with other things right. the seven decks were labeled a through g with a bridge on the uppermost level on a deck and the ventral sensor around g deck two half decks were located between d and e decks and between e and f decks these contain a combination of eps conduits air ducts and access tubes the engine these tubes effectively yeah was based around a primary warp core with five plasma injectors. It was housed in main engineering just behind the centre of the saucer section and crossed C and D decks. Ah. Huh. It's some bits that I didn't actually know. Like the whole detachment of the um the whole bit I didn't know. Which I think, but then again that makes sense, particularly if you've got you need to get access to the to it to what do repairs and stuff. Well you need a way to obviously eject it. So it makes sense to said particularly when you do it in minefield. Yeah. So no, that's really cool. And plus, and, and above what we're reading here, so this is from the um, the owner's workshop manual, the Haynes owner's workshop manual. You've got uh, different views of the ship, obviously the outside of it, and it's labelled all the where things are located, so like the main bridge, airlock, sensor dome, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I just again, this is a couple of bits that I didn't actually know. Um, so let's have a look. Um, should we start off with the deflector array? Yeah. Yeah. So the NX class consisted of a habitable uh, saucer module that contained seven decks, which I've already mentioned. Um, two docking ports were located, located on either side of the saucer section, accessible on E deck. Um, in the final draft of Dead Stop, docking port 2 was set to be on the port side of the vessel. A subsequent refit added a drive section below the saucer connecting to the saucer Where's it on this? via a small neck located where the shuttle pay drop, drop bays had been, with the base subsequently relocated to either side of the neck. The walkfield governor was relocated to the dorsal hull of the drive section. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, for me, I said the NX. I said I love the ship. I love I love the design of it, particularly the the interior. Um, you know, even not just even the colours they use, kind of that grey, kind of that grey metallic kind of colour. Just you know, it was. I think for, you know because you know when they were designing the ship, it must have been very difficult for them to try and find that balance between something that's more futuristic still. But that we're still familiar with, and I think they got that perfectly because obviously you know things like um like all the dials and that on the um all the dials like pushing open the doors or even just you know doing the basic ship functions that you do, yeah, that's very much what we've still kind of got. So I think I think they found a really really good balance between um both kind of things like that. Um, so I'm going to jump a bit if that's okay actually if that's alright with you yeah do you know what, um, I'll find it 
So we're, we're looking. I'm, I'm good, Jerry. I the, think I'm. So I'm jumping to the model interior section. Uh, let me just. Sorry, I just need to note down what we've talked about. So. Um, which is it's still in the same set of notes as the deflector, right? It's just a few pages on. Um, yeah, so um, although the NX class had to make the impression that it was a 22nd century predecessor to ships of the latest centuries portrayed on Trek, everything had to be redesigned, including the vessel's interior. Um, for instance, there is no question of simply borrowing a wall from a Star Trek Voyager set or reusing the consoles with merely a subtle redesign. Which, you know, you know, for me, you, you can't. I mean, if it's set during the same era in the 24th century, like Voyager was, like DS9 or um, TNG, yeah, fair enough, reusing things, I can understand. But if you're going to a completely different era where the technology is going to be quite different, particularly in, in its um, early phases, you, you can't use the same things. You're right. Too many notes, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, do you want me to help you try and find where you? No, I'm, I'm good. You got it. I'm yeah, yeah. Um, I've lived these notes for the last four months, months or whatever yeah. it's been. Um, so you know they're going to have to redesign it. And one of the things that I absolutely love here um, is this bit here. The cramped living conditions aboard the NX class were, were influenced by an experience in which a group of the production staffers personally researched what it was like to spend a day on a nuclear submarine in 2001, about six months before the series started to be broadcast. Rick and Brannon and I did a tour of a nuclear sub that was based in a base in San Diego, Spain, Herman Zimmerman. That was quite an interesting trip and we learned a lot about what real space you have to work with. It's certain that they didn't want the NX class exterior to be quite as claustrophobic as those aboard the submarine, out of concerns that such uncomfortably confined areas might be off-putting for the show's weekly audience, the group used conceptual elements from the seafaring craft in their designs for the starship, so that, for instance, the doors aboard the NX class were made to seem like the heavy-duty hatches of nuclear submarines. I mean, I, that just absolutely fascinates me. The fact that they did that to really capture that kind of feeling. Yeah, but they also go from to that extreme to the other. Well, you have inspiration from NASA. Yeah. So you have naval, and then you also have space, and mm. so it's it's a bit of a blend, really, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a whole thing of you know back in the sixties where Gene and um, Matt Jeffries they were designing the sets for real and actually um, were ahead of what they were doing in real life and it's that whole thing and you know where they actually helped I think real life navies help with their like bridge designs and things yeah it's a kind of similar Command. thing here yeah but just I mean because that just lends it so much authenticity and as you say and again I think they found the perfect balance as I said it is smaller but it's not to the point where you feel like, like a, a submarine would be really claustrophobic I mean I've never been on a submarine myself but you see it in the movies and you see how tight and small the space is um, so yeah I just found that really interesting and obviously did you want to go on to read a bit about the, the NASA designs because you mentioned it's quite a lot to it you could just briefly talk about it. it. Doesn't have to be. Don't have to mention everything. Some of the sets and control panels were additionally influenced by NASA designs. In fact, Herman Zimmerman researched especially for this project, then current designs that were in development for both NASA and the U.S. military. 
Rick Berman explained we looked at a lot of film on various space stations on Mir and on the ISS International Space Station that saved me no time and on the <laughs> interior of various space uh, shuttles uh, uh, Berman specifically too that as well as wanting the interiors to be fun and cool with a sense of excitement he and his collaborators uh, tried to find something in between and besides uh, and uh, between the insides of a modern spacecraft or submarine and the interiors of the 23rd century uh, the process of designing the environments of the NX class was a struggle in which Herman Zimmerman played a key role yeah I mean there's more later on though oh yeah yeah I'm sure we'll said um, which I thought was quite interesting because um, during the type formation flying performed by the Enterprise and Columbia in Divergence had some real world roots as Mike Cuda remembers in Divergence we had that re- really cool action sequence the next Columbia flying information an EVA crew transfer between the ships at warp so uh, trip Judith and Gar Reef Stevens who wrote the episode said it was inspired by NASA's contingency plans to rescue astronauts from a damaged space shuttle orbiter which I thought was incredible what page is that sir? don't have page numbers which pro- 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 so ahead of that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's one of the last bits of notes, Joe. Oh, it must be. I'll, I'll forget because obviously I, I do mine notes slightly differently. Um, well, you know that the, the how I how I structure it and stuff. Um. <laughs> You'll find it eventually. Uh, for the shipboard service, oh, yeah. the production team used more metal, including aluminium, aluminium if you're bloody American, steel, copper, and brass. Then simulated metal. This thought him and Zim made the painted metal surfaces seem much more believable as they were often situated directly next to real metal surfaces, convincing the viewer's eye that both ty- types of surfaces were actually metal. You're out there, Jamie. Yeah, I'm just trying to find where you where you where your. <laughs> it's the same set of notes. It is. I'm sure it is. I just need to find where 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 it is. Where, where is that? It's just over there. Well, that helps. That's Jamie's entitled. Oh, Don't put that over there, Jamie. Oh, I can't Don't be sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jamie trying to sabotage me. I'm putting my notes uh, on the other side of the room. Is it? <laughs> is it this bit here? No. Uh, yeah, it's there. Oh, okay, well, I'm just going <laughs> to just do that whole thing. Right, I'm going to do a bit of jumping now because there's something else I really want to talk about. Uh, this year, I think it's just the next page. Um, <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's about selecting the keypads and screens. LCD ones? Yeah. Um, they were expensive. They should have been expensive. So, selecting the keypads and screens for the NX class sets proved to be challenging. We spent quite a lot of time looking at what was available and what we could buy off the shelf because we can't invent everything. Obviously not. <laughs> um we spent a lot of time looking at aircraft control panels, for instance, both ancient and not so ancient. But those things are really expensive. We would like to have used aircraft-style LCD screens, for instance. But an LCD screen, just turning it from horizontal to vertical, will make a big difference. And they use them that way in modern aircraft. I think they said they would cost like $25,000 a piece. Um, and I think Mark Akuda did some research and was quoted at $50,000 a piece on some screens that were 9 inch by 12 inches high. <laughs> 
so you know, they wouldn't be able to afford it. So they did they did buy about eighty LSD and plasma screens, and none of them cost more than four thousand um, dollars. Ultimately, there was a total of eighty-one active plasma and LCD screens in the NX class sets built for the start of the series. Um, yeah, so just yeah, and I just and even even the designs I said the, the, the keypads, like you know the the, the touch pads and stuff, and like when they're pressing buttons, just oh, just the whole design of it just works beautifully like they, they i think for me it's they just nailed the design of it just right and i, I you know i just love it's just a fantastic design you know so look at me gushing not over his ever, ship not that you've ever told me Jeremy. i know well the viewers don't know well they might know i don't know Didn't you do now too. you do now um yeah i just yeah i mean this is the stuff that i really found so interesting um I love that I'm not getting a word Nedrate like normally it's like Simon 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 and a bit of occasional Jamie it's my and it's a bit like my ship which you I like I just do you still think it's a biscuit tin side yes or no it is what the whole thing was is it just the outside of it I don't mind I don't mind the look of it I love the look of it it's just not (laughs) Strong. Oh, that's what you mean. Because I always thought you thought the look of it, but that's what you I've mean. Had, no, I love. We'll get on this next year for my birthday episode. We'll get on this with kind of looks and things. Looks nothing new with it. You like the look I, of it. I love the. I love the look of it. I love yeah. the next one. I love the next refit. Yeah. I have nothing. No issues. It's really not the episode for it, but whenever we're doing it, I love the look of it. I think it's great. Yeah. But again, this is where Bridge Command comes back into play. Playing it as a ship, it is totally outmaneuvered by literally everything you could move. You could put a really basic ship against it, and then NX01 will be blown out the water in about three seconds. Well, that's the thing. They didn't even have shields. They just had hull plates. Yeah, and that's my. That's my. That's why the whole biscuit thing comes up because playing it as a ship in Bridge Commander. You kind of you get a good range of ships in there, and to take out even something quite basic like an ambassador class, hmm. you would need so many NXO ones that it's laughable. That's where my whole preconception comes from. That's ah. where it comes from. It's not kind of oh, it's crap, it's awful. No, I I love it. It comes out of I love the ship. I love the it's design. more the arm, arm It's more the fact that it is like they went out in space. In a ship made out of tissue paper. Yeah, that's my whole it's, issue. It's the it. whole armaments kind of thing. The armaments and kind of lack of defense. Yeah, even against kind of they got actually pulverized in kind of that whole war between well battle between the Vulcans and Andorans. Yeah, the Columbia got disabled within how many minutes when they went to try and save Flux? Yeah, Flux. That's not yeah. that's not great. No. They got completely annihilated when they're at Zindi Prime. Oh yeah. It, must, it does make you think though, if it was another enterprise, yeah, like, like I know E or D, I mean They were like an inch away from being blown up to bits and yeah. Earth would have been destroyed. That that's that's where that whole biscuit tin comes from. 
it's from experience playing it in the game. Yeah. That's where it comes ah. from. I think you've misread me. Yeah. I have no issues with look. I, th- I love but, designing but it. But then again, doesn't that make it more exciting, though? For storytelling-wise. Yeah, and yeah, also makes it more impressive that they're able to get through these conflicts. I, I know with, it's the David and Goliath. I, I know it is. It's yeah. just... You do just sit there and go... Mm. But you know, and, I, and then for me at least, at least what they had, it makes sense of that time. Because they weren't going to be as advanced as the Vulcans anyway. So, because I'm assuming that the Vulcan ships of that period did have shields, etc. Shields, yeah. Um, and it's the whole, everyone else had tractor beam. We yeah. didn't. We had a horrible grappler that barely worked at best. <laughs> did they use that much in the show? No. It I mean, gets used about four times. Yeah. Well, at least they used it. I think um, twice it worked uh, half the other time it didn't work like the whole breaking knife that's yeah. no help oh yeah that didn't yeah. get up past the Vulcans yeah that didn't work did it no um, you know even in the alternate universe of um, Twilight they had to borrow favours yeah to even get it to a point where it was actually defendable let's say yeah. you know the whole oh we've got this I think like, they got a tractor beam from someone. They got shielding from Sran. Hmm. And that held on a little bit longer. Good old Twilight, one of my favourite episodes of Enterprise. So that's where yeah. that whole thing uh, comes okay. from. It's not me being overly harsh. It's just no, no, no. I just, I'd... Bridge Commander, where you just look at it as a ship and you just go... See, I would love to play Bridge you, Commander. Like, you, you, you like blow on it. You blow on it and it's like... Oh, okay. It's like, falling like, apart. It'd be like, like me blowing on my model there. Like, was it 10 centimetre model going and it just falls over? kind of thing oh the vein of every eagle moss collector <laughs> it's like we went to the shop recently and you went oh look the Bajoran solar sail that'd be cool toy and I'm going <laughs> don't ask any eagle moss collector about that because that thing would fall off fall off the sand at the drop of the hat yeah. <laughs> the vein of anyone's existence I, I, I've, I've always liked the design of the Bajoran solar sail but that's a whole other thing so yeah that that's where that whole right, thing fantastic. comes from the fact that it, yeah, it is a miracle it managed to survive how as long as it did with pretty much nothing. Mm. With absolutely nothing, like the bare essentials. It'd be like, yeah, we'll be fine. And then they went out. It's the whole thing where he speaks to Hernandez yeah. before the Columbia gets launched. And he's going, Make sure yeah, you... we should have gone out with more yeah. weapons. And, oh, like, yeah. Didn't, yeah. Didn't he caution saying, yeah, you need to get this, this and this. Yeah. You need Mako, you need this, you need that. And it's like, yeah, we're a bit full hub. We're just kind of, yeah, we'll be fine. And the walkers are going, <laughs> like, they wouldn't. You can imagine it, like, giving bets to each other. How long are they going to last before they get blown up? Oh, that's, like, the, like, that's interesting you bring that up because it does make you wonder now, with the pilot episode, if the Vulcans, maybe they actually did have a good point. At least. Well, that's why they said to them, you may want to hang around for another 10 odd years and yeah. be fun. It's like, oh, yeah. got to do it eventually. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. But that, that's <laughs> where that comes that from. That tangent, but that's why it is, and that's why, it's, that's why it sounds harsh to you, but I love it design wise. I have no issues with it design wise because it's, it's like John Eves and Doug's Rex, like, those are two of my heroes. I, they, they're awesome. I love the design. Mostly, it is a bit weird that there's no secondary hole, but the whole thing of season five get hold with great. But I overall, I'm very happy with it. It's just the fact that it is kind of hmm. 
tissue paper hole. It's a whole issue with it, and you're going to go greatly outgunned by literally anyone that comes along. Yeah. You know, like Silent Enemy, like, oh, yeah. the whole issue that comes across, and it's like, oh, no, our crummy torpedoes aren't doing anything. And you're going, well, no, they're not going to... don't think they even make a dent, do they? Um, oh, we're going to need some stronger teeth. It's like, yeah, you needed them like six months ago, but don't worry, we'll be fine. We're not, everyone else here is going to be nice and lovely to us. So I'll just gaze at my... That, that, that's my issue with it. And again, yeah. the whole thing, what are the weapons that I can't stand? You know, the whole list of things that they had. Plasma cannons. They got used once, I think, in the pilot. Never got used ever again. Phase cannons, no issues. You know, precursor to the phases, no issues there, fine. Um, spatial torpedoes. Like missiles, they're a part of crap as well. It reminds me what they used in the second episode when Malcolm was practicing like an asteroid or something, like a rock, and it just it, it didn't align them properly. It just came back it round. Just... <laughs> no, that was it. It bounced off the rock and came back round. To them. <laughs> and then they finally got around to photon speedos. So you've yeah. got all these weapons yeah. that don't do anything against anyone. Mm. But it's like, we'll give them a go, and we might get somewhere on this occasion. You're going. No, you learnt this the first time you tried to do it. Let, let's just let's keep let's keep going. We'll get there eventually. It's oh, like dear. we'll keep going around until we find someone we can actually beat with these primitive weapons. Yeah. And it's and that's the other anomaly with broken bow. I think it's broken bow. Broken bow. Where they go down to that random planet, right? Rigel ten. Yeah, I think so. They still go around with the other ones. They don't even use phase, right, phase pistols. Is, was it the M34? <laughs> what the was that, right? You've got these new fancy yeah. weapons. We're going to use tried and trusted things that yeah. barely work as well. And you're going, why? <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's a huge tangent. That's fine. Well, it's, it's, it's still vaguely... <laughs> just don't it's, get it. It's still vaguely relevant, so... What, what were we talking about now, Jamie, before? Um, well, you, you tell, you I could. think we're on the same page. You, carry on, Jamie. Um, so we talk about the bridge and other rooms? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that all that just makes me laugh though. That, that's my thing with it. I just find that all hilarious. It's like, yep, we'll give it a go. Oops, that didn't work. Um, let's go for the sharpest stick now. And you're going, we well, must start with the sharpest stick. That might have done something. And that's the fact that even inside Enemy, they had to overload the power systems. To oh even... yeah, yeah, yeah. To get even get a good shot of them, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got. It's the whole American peril to British peril, where it's a bit the whole issue is. You probably don't know this. Americans, they have power sockets in their bathrooms because their power levels are so low, but we can't have them because we'll kill each other, we'll kill ourselves if we It'll were be too to. high. Yeah. It's that equivalent that oh. we're going around with like American power levels, and everyone else is going like British in power your own levels. time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's that whole thing, and it's just yeah. like it's it's like. Trip and Malcolm like taking out the, the the switch and going, oops, uh, oops, that's bad. <laughs> to actually even get anywhere near to having uh, that and British power level, it's that whole thing. And he's just going, oh for God's sake. That and find out Malcolm's favourite fruit is pineapple. Not sure what was worse. <laughs> yeah, I spoke about Clive with that as well. Where he's just going, that's a stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I might tell you later what okay, that was tell all about. Tell me later. Yeah. That, a... <laughs> tell me later. Um, yeah. So the bridge and other rooms. Back on topic. Um, the um, the NX class bridge often provided genesis for the design of the classes of uh, the class <laughs> other interiors. Whatever, just classes other interiors. Whatever that is. Um, Herman Zimmerman would always start with the bridge to set the tone for the overall architecture and then branch out carrying the details through the corridors and secondary rooms based on this master blueprint. Um, due to Berman and Bragger liking the bridge of the USS Defiant, that is a DS9 one, I'm, yeah, yeah. The long and narrow. Look at the fridges, Jamie. Oh, yeah, NX7. Yeah, yeah. The long and narrow <laughs> sh- shape of the NX class bridge was influenced by that <laughs> earlier created room as opposed to appearing. I think um, that is true because you have got. I think you're thinking of original series to find, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then why wouldn't you? Because it's that's just a redress. Of, well, it's not a redress. It's just them reusing a Connie bridge. So wouldn't you just use the? Yeah, you know, that that that's why I wanted to confirm that it was that one. So they didn't want to say, "Oh, the one in DS Nine is like actually it's that one." But yeah, the the bridge steals the. Sorry, Jeremy, I just, That's yeah, right. Um, other design facets of the NX class bridge took their cue from the equivalent area of the Defiant class, including the presence of a single helm instead of two stations for helm, um, and navigational functions and detailing on the ceiling. So I love the fact that you have, um, I said that that kind of design of the Defiant is kind of, I said that's kind of influenced the NX class in terms of kind of the, the, um, the layout and stuff. Um, um, certain parts of the next class bridge in common with the TOS Enterprise for instance the room's layout featuring there you go the original series Enterprise bridge yeah. there we go that's, that's sunken, what I'm referring to featuring a sunken central captain's chair and a scope at the science station were added at uh, Bragger's request um, another detail of the NX class bridge that was in homage to that of the traditional co- co- uh, Connie class was an astro gate at the helm what it's is Astrogator? The thing that pops up. Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michael Acuda incorporated 1960s-style touched home phone buttons on the bridge consoles, which seems as if they might predate the translucent candy colour buttons installed aboard Kirk's original Enterprise. Um, I, I have looked up. My Who Cares notes are in this one. Because right. you've got to remind people, I, in my craziness, printed out all 40 pages of NX notes and I think 50 pages worth of Ferengi notes and mm. I got very confused and there's one set of notes where I put in notes where it's like who cares about this bloody bit of research and it's actually in this notes oh, right, okay. <laughs> not that anyone cares but I can mention it later you just go who in their right mind cares about this but we'll get on that because that's like episode related if we yeah. if we go near it um, where would you like to go next? Do you want to read something? Oh, I'm funny Ollie, Jamie. Seems to be climbing on. Uh, do you want to read? Are we just going down? Uh, yeah, what I just read um, was the oh, bridge, do, other do room I section. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, do you want to read in. that bit in contrast? Okay. Yeah? All about the situation room. In contrast, yeah. one aspect of the bridge that intentionally set it apart from the equivalent areas of the other, shi- other ships was its inclusion in the situation room. It wasn't really room. No, it's part of the main bridge, wasn't it? <laughs> just, just pointing out the obvious. It's a bit because you could argue, going on about the defiant from um, Deep Space Nine, 
you could actually argue they had the similar vibe. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, could argue did. the yeah, same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, the bridge was made to encompass this area not only so that the characters would have somewhere to have meetings close to their centre of the command, but also because it facilitated more staging options. Um, get over all the terrains and that. Um, no. Yet another difference was that the controls were to be made essentially more hands-on with buttons, knobs, gauges, dials, and levers, rather than touch-sensitive panels. Can you say that, or am I forbidding? No, um, that's right. The scripted description of the bridge was as follows: far more basic than future starships. This command center lacked the airport terminal floor of the Enterprise A through E. Central com- uh, captain's chair is surrounded by various stations of floors and walls and merely still with source lighting coming from myriad of glowing panels. No carpets on the floors, no wood panels on the walls, high tech gauges, dials, interior elements of the next class that were stitched in concept artwork by John Eves included the bridge view screen, the helm, and the engineering stations on the bridge, situations room, plotting, ta- plotting table, launch bay, engineering. And sick bay. In fact, Eves was instrumental to design the bridge consoles. He remarked in the early stages the consoles were being designed in an angular tubular fa- fashion. These ideas went uh, ideas went away before the look changed to a more angular look. Yeah, I just I just really I think what else I love about this whole kind of thing is just the process they went through. It's great getting their kind of thoughts on on the concepts and how they kind of started and what it actually ended up becoming. So, you know, things like, you know, no carpets or wood panels, it's all very beige and basic, which, again, I think a ship of that era would be, you know. Um, and obviously then you get to kind of TOS era where it's all very, uh, very colourful, different, you know, very colourful, different colours and all that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, I just... For me, I just think, you know, bridging that gap between, I said, kind of area and TOS, I think they just, again, they just, it all works wonderfully. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> it's Jamie. Nah, we'll skip that bit. So there's, there's a little section here about more than a bridge bit in there. Um, I think it's fun about the European furniture. Do you mention that? There's lots of fun stuff about that furniture. Yeah. Um, do you want to read that bit as well then? No, there's, I've gone very clever because I've learned over the years to label the damn thing. <laughs> so I can find stuff Probably easier. easier. I wouldn't say easy. easy. Um, um, so much of the furniture in the NX class interiors was brought from Europe and consisted of items that John... James Meeks thought had been beautifully designed furnishings such as sofas aboard the X-Class were from Italy. Meeks noted we wanted to be functional and the Europeans are quite efficient (laughs) at designing furniture for very small spaces. Moments later he recalled when we started I scouted out everything and showed Herman a whole lot of different pictures. When I knew the direction he wanted to go in I went back to the dealers and when I knew how much things could cost. I had him come shopping with me. Then we had a great show and tell with the producers with some of every single thing. It was like a great big furniture warehouse with all the stuff that I liked and I thought we could use in different places. 
there was not a sing one single item that Brick Berman and Berenberger didn't like, so I was very, very happy. Yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> I have no idea where that is, but it does, it does sound interesting, though. Of all the NX cast sets created for the pilot episode Broken Bow, John Meesex once characterised oh. bridge and engineering, set, engineering as the easiest and hardest, all, uh, all, all at the same time, and explained this opinion by commenting of, of the two sections they're monumental, and although you do have a little bit of room for growth, you pretty much have to get it right. The basic design of the bridge was most decided upon when meets join the production, decorate, join uh, um, the project to decorate the sets. Herman had already developed the general idea of the bridge, so a lot of it was there and in working order. Um, Meeks explained virtually all the chairs on the bridge were from the aforementioned European showroom, except for the command chair. After receiving the sketches of rooms, work, stations from the art department, Meeks put together the uh, in intricately detailed consoles. Maybe I got that word. Many of the NX class sets were built on Paramount stages 8 and 9, however, the bridge and armory sets were constructed on Paramount stage 18. The bridge and situation room were the most costly sets of the NX class interiors to build, partly because of the damn LCD screens. Yeah. Um, so I found the, both of those now. I didn't realise, because I thought it was further forward, that, that first bit you read, but it's actually further back. Oh, so. it goes here, there and everywhere. So I've found it now, so I've labelled it. No, it's, it's, this is the part That's of why the... why you need to label stuff better. I did. I labelled it, I found it. There you go. Eventually. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll get oh, yes. We'll get a bit Oh, yeah. Um, Trek culture. Um, through stage nine, how Star Trek's main starships for decades. The main action in the press took place in stage 18, which was home to the X from 2001 to 2005. So it's very weird that they went to an entirely different stage. I was going to say. Well, they've completely switched it around. I just thought it was fun with the European furniture. They went to warehouse and went, yep, that, 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 and that. Oh, is this... Oh, I think I found the bit where you were talking about... Um, I think it might be the aftermath. It's just a bit further down from what you just read about the whole who cares bit. About the no, no, oh, no. It's not no. that. No, I found that one bloody frustrating you, you can talk about it but it's no bloody point because it's completely 100% out of date none of the information is helpful at all was it about the crew compliment yeah because it's like yeah. they like look this is the thing they sit there and go the next class was at first reported to be 190 metres long yeah. yeah it came 225 so why the hell are we mentioning it Um, and later on it goes down to go and they spent a good paragraph talk about how big the crew compliment is so it became 85 yeah because Rick Berman says oh it's, it's around 65 and then I think it starts to communicate issue 135 and the monthly issue it was like oh between 78 and 87 and then so I'm reading and going what, what how what uh, and then it's like and it's like oh another magazine goes oh between this and then oh no I'm, do you want me to mention the who cares bit of it all yeah, so this is going on to episodes. It's completely 100% entirely different. But there's a bit where they get on to a bit about season three. Okay? And I'm not sure whether you saw this or not. And it gets talking about... Um, it's auxiliary information in terms of anomaly. And I'm sitting there going... 
it, okay, Anomaly is the first one, and then there's a second one for EXR. It's all about camera shots. Okay. And you're going, why do I care? I never saw it. It's very, like, it wouldn't have brought anything new to the show if it wasn't there. Uh, you, can, you can say, I put in, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll read out the big one to kind of put an example on it and what the other one is. And it says, in the final edit of Anomaly, a view of the Enterprise at Warp is shown as the episode's first shot. However, that scene wasn't scripted. Similarly, a shot of the vessel during a during movie night in Impulse was scripted to show the craft at Warp. However, it is depicted travelling at Impulse in the final version of that shot. The final view of the vessel, ship in Impulse, where the vessel was actually portrayed at Warp, wasn't scripted. I love the way you're reading that out. But I can go on. In the final draft script of Exile, Enterprise was scripted as travelling at warp in the episode's first view of the ship. However, in the final version of that shot, depicted the ship is at impulse speed. <laughs> That's just the information of the sensory site. It really is. But why is that in here? I don't know. Yeah. I, that... I, because we've done this a few years now and it's that sort of stuff that drives me up the wall with memory effort. I love it as a resource I absolutely love it because it saves our ass on so many different occasions oh yeah well, I mean it that, really does it's, it's safe to but say it's we've... stuff like that where it yeah. drives me up the wall because it, it's extra paper that we have to read through and work out what's interesting and what's interesting but it exists why does it exist it shouldn't exist and it bloody annoys me. Calm down, dear. And it's all the kind of thing of, well, in this shot, it was a warp, but it ended up in an impulse. Well, hang on a minute. They're travelling. They're travelling at warp, which means nothing was going on. They're travelling at impulse, which means nothing was going on. What's the difference? Can can someone please tell me what the difference between travelling at warp and travelling impulses. I, I, I know technically what it is of kind of faster than light versus impulse speeds. True, but in both shots, nothing was happening. So it don't matter. It really don't matter what speed they were travelling at. So yeah, in my notes, and Jamie saw, I did put down, it's like, who cares? On that note, uh, Jonathan Archer... You, you did ask. You Scott, did ask what it was, and I, I did tell you. Scott Bakula was also pleased with the realistic feel of the NX-class interiors, believing it helped ground the actors in their work. I love that it's small here in views. I love that it's based on a submarine. I think it has a great feel to it. Sometimes I do feel like I'm in a submarine, banging around, but it feels right. There were several fan complaints that the NX-class looks more advanced than both the original variant of the Connie and even the Intrepid. Due to the creative license the producers originally took with the design of the uh, NX class, as they preferred not to reduce the appearance of the ship's technology to being limited more than moder- uh, uh, modernity. At the time, Manny Koto is one of the fans who felt the NX class was too advanced. I would have preferred that, you know, the Enterprise looked more like a crude battleship. Do you agree with that statement? Do you agree with like, the whole fat complaint thing about that? Well, too dark. Yeah. Uh, not really. Look fine to me. Um, yeah. But I, I can kind of, kind of see their point. Mm. It, it it is throughout the whole thing, but it wasn't an easy conception because you have the whole issue as well. The other elephant in the room, the Akira. Yeah. 
the whole issue of, well, they technically look the same kind of ship. And you're kind of going, true, that worked. And it's, I think in later years, I think Dev Drexler has said it's like, well, well, they're inspired by each other. They are allowed to have ships that look like each other, but mm. it, it does happen. Not so more often in Star Trek than you think, probably. So what's the issue? Mm. I, I, it never might, it never bothered me. No, the same here. But it's like if you want it to, if you want to see it on screen, you want something nice and bright and things so that you get a bit of a, you can see it against the darkness of space. Mm. But if it's too dark, you're not going to see it. So yeah, it's. It's interesting like that. Um, now what? It's starships are fun, as I say. Oh know. yeah. So I think we've read through quite a lot of these these notes here. The first bit of notes we've done. Well, yeah, we've done an awful lot of behind the scenes stuff. We haven't even touched the what stuff is. Like, like what? Look of it, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm just wondering where you want, what you want to do. You know? Um, it's, it's different being on the other side of the fence, isn't it? Jeff? It is like, indeed. What we're doing. See, all this just describes the events, which I'm not. Yeah. What like shots that we'd never saw? Yeah, or just like the missions, which again, it's just a bit meh, really. We'll uh, save that for the next one, maybe. Yeah, we'll save that for the next one. That one will probably be shorter because we're not going to go. Um, oh, actually, hang on. Uh, what about... Um, I like this, not having to choose what we're doing with it. But, because what you guys don't know is I said to Jamie, have fun, you're all like, you're deciding how we're doing this one. Because normally I do the shit ones and sort of... Oh, actually, I think there's a... Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking this, this, this is part of the... Because I think these are different notes. This is actually from the... I think it's actually from the mission notes. Let me have a look. So yeah, the refit notes. Columbian refit notes. That makes does that make sense? What in this one? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Okay, fine. Um, it it starts off with one of the most important starships in interstellar history. It starts off with that sentence of beginning of those notes. Might be the other one. I'll find yeah. it. You yeah. we carry on, Jerry. Yeah. This is five tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was actually thinking of the um, the concept origins section. Um, so, and again, I think, among the first thoughts that Enterprise co-creator Rick Berman had for the series that became Enterprise is that he wanted the new series to be set on a spaceship that was heading out rather than making a return journey home in order to differentiate the craft from the likes of DS9 and Voyager. Having considered alternatives such as focusing the series of an era before they were ships or instead featuring a fleet of ships, Berman and Bragg are finally selected earlier that was to become Enterprise. We decided to make it the first Warp 5 Starship. Now, this is a bit, I think we've, I think we've probably mentioned before, but I think it would have been really interesting. But again, it was the network didn't want that. So Berman originally imagined the series as following the ship's construction on Earth, an idea that uh, uh, Bragg also wanted to see actualised. They were interested in making either all or most of the series' first season focus on the building of the vessel. I think that would have been boring, Jamie. You think so? Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, maybe... 
Every bit this way, how much time did they spend doing it in Star Trek 09? Not really that much, did they? About two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to spend a whole season on Earth with someone's building something? Well, I'm sure they probably would have done more with it. I'm sure it would have been like, you know... You know what? I'll put it this way. What's the title of the show? Star Trek Enterprise. Or yeah. Enterprise. First... A couple of words. Star Trek. You're exploring stars. Yeah. How are you exploring stars when you're building a damn ship on Earth? Maybe, maybe it would have worked if it was just a, a couple of episodes or something. That would have worked better for me. I, yeah. I think spending a whole season on it, nah. But maybe a, a couple of episodes. A couple of episodes, yeah, you get your feel. Yeah. It's yeah. like just move on, people. Like yeah. to get on with it. I think that, that, that's my thought. You, you mm. carry on. Um, just, just my point of view, Jeremy. That's right. Um, oh, there you go. They even got a picture of them boot. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ship would have been depicted as launching after its construction was completed. Um, because of the executives at Paramount favoured a more conventional setting for the new Star Trek series, however, Starship's launch was in the pilot episode Broken Bow. Um, the drop How many co- years have we been throwing how, how, how to say the damn thing? Mm. Yeah. The drop <laughs> concept of Shane Enterprise's construction filled Money Koto. That would have been fascinating to see Enterprise built to start from scratch from the very beginning. Um, he he infused Koto, a long-time fan of how Romulan scopes using Balance of Terror without a view screen, also wished that the Enterprise initially had no view screen with tubes similar to the Romulan vessels, instead being used by the crew to look outside the vessel and that a view screen had been on, installed on the ship during the course of the series. Now, yeah, that, that would have been pretty cool. I must admit, that would have been really quite interesting. Yeah, I think. Um, so in a way, again, I wish they kind of maybe done that as well. But there you go. That. Um, so yeah, it goes on about how they wanted to look at the ship to feel less, more comfortable, less claustrophobic, as kind of mentioned. Um, and in a way, it looks, it may make it look like a realistic precursor of Kirk's Enterprise as well. So you right? Was yeah. You? How, how are we doing for time? Don't know. No. <laughs> no. Um. Ah, how about we get to something I know you really want to talk about. It's a couple of pages later. Yeah. So we're moving on to, and I'll let some... Well, there's five tons of refit notes that we can look at, Jeremy, because yeah. there's a whole memory beta about it. Yeah. Um, we're going to start off with track culture actually there's a bit on that so okay. we'll give a nice intro I'll, um, I'll, I'll note this down here because we're going to kind of talk about it but yeah I'll let you I'll let you because this is your this is your bit, this is your thing so I'll let you talk about this Loyal Enterprise aka Sasha Enterprise prematurely ended to its run after its fourth season and the rest, rest will these are voyages yeah don't I hear the end of it <laughs> the next one some new life exist. Six years later, when the SS Enterprise refit de- debuted in the Star Trek ship's Lion Kanda, though this was a new and exciting development for the fans at the time, according to Drag Trek, the, the refit was part of the ship's design from the very beginning. If you look at the annex, proportions are almost the same as the, annex, uh, as the uh, original Connie, because the design is that it was growing towards that design. We knew we'd make it more primitive by just making the saucer and the sails. They would eventually build up 
to be an engineering section. Everything in the stuff is like that. Look at the phaser. You've got the phase, pistol phaser and the hand phaser that goes on the top. The battery pack goes on the bottom. The Enterprise was the same way. It was modular. So while I was designing, I was taking the secondary hole and placing it underneath, adjusting the symmetry of it to work with the secondary hole from day one. Doug said that he believed the design helped to turn turn around fans who were previously turned off by the NX class Enterprise. Usually, I found that um, that as fans found out that there was a plan, they started to fall in love with the whole idea. Once they saw the refit, the NX won them over an awful lot of people because they love having that aha moment when it's like really I didn't realize that and I love it it's more whole rounded shit it looks mm. proper mm. but that's what again it looks more like the original Connie mm. so it looks like it's because they're saying it's original format it is like half a ship and you're just kind of going mm. is that it and I think you know it's that, it's that right it's, it's, it looks nice yeah it's that stepping stone into bridging that gap I just love that look yeah I mean yeah you can clearly see the kind of the influence of what it would turn into as I said with the original Connie and the other thing as well I love as well with these notes is, um, this is from obviously Memory Alpha is um, this is what he says here my idea is at the end of the fourth season the ship would put into dry dock for a major refit he explained after four years out there dealing with unknowns, it would be time to upgrade the ship based on everything they had learned. And again, that makes perfect sense. You think of all the stuff they went through in those first four seasons, you're going to need an upgrade, a major upgrade at some point. So I think that would... And actually, the other thing as well is, that being on the tail end of what would eventually be the Earth from the more, that would have been the perfect time as well. So, oh, just it's, a, it's just a shame. It's just You could just imagine what... Oh, what you would have seen in the fifth season with regards to this uh, it would have been absolute oh, it just would have been absolutely amazing just and I think the Columbia class which is what it's mostly known as it's the next refit Columbia class yeah. and there are quite a few different stats to it it did get a bit of a mm. there are quite a few changes to the stats to it do you want to read it out? oh or me um, is it here? Just yeah? read all that stuff, yeah. Um, what, this bit of specifications? Um, or just all of it? Um, length should say a stain. Oh, just read it all out. Yeah. yeah, so, um, Columbia Castle, obviously, variation Starfleet type. It's a escort, es- a cruiser in the 2160s, escort in the 2410s. Uh, yeah, um, because, STO. um, yeah, that's where it gets right. me iffy because escort starter ship. Ah, oh, okay, right. That's where the confusion. Right. I'll ignore that then. Yeah. Uh, the length was two hundred twenty-five meters, which I think was the same as the should be. Uh, obviously, of the NX class. Um, the only way it will change is with its height. Yeah, it's. But I don't think it mentions it. No, it doesn't have its height, which is a shame. Its width is a uh, one hundred thirty-five point eight meters. The same, I think. Crew complement one hundred thirty-two, which is different. Walk back to five. Different speed. Uh, maximum speed is warp six point three for eight hours. Armaments are face cannons, face banks, photo torpedo launchers, and defenses polarized whole plane deflector shields. I think deflector shields are new. That's new, yeah. Because again, I think by that time you get it. I think maybe you're getting more enduring Vulcan influences. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. Because if you say it's the hundred thirty-two, so that's gone up by like fifty crew members. Yeah. But you're gonna shove them. You're gonna shove them in. Oh, that's what I was talking about. You're talking about a ship. I don't want to mention it's that one. Ah, okay. Because I that's not 
that's not that's totally different like. oh yeah <laughs> so yeah it, it's a it's show shit where you just go that's, well that's yeah. a different shit then like we're <laughs> mentioning it like yeah. so Jamie yeah, it's, I just love the next refit yeah. it, it is that aha moment kind of I, I get it now like that's that's cool mm. that's what because you then you can start to see the clogs working you can start to see the formation of federation of see this is why I can't because I might as well say I think I might have mentioned it next year we're going to be doing for my birthday episode in doing Enterprise Season 5 and Beyond what we what Berman and Bragger had planned and what we would love to have seen I think and this was part of it it said the NX refit seeing that it has finally come around because of Picard Season 2 mm. with Picard having his little model which yeah. is Eagle Moss model mm. but, but it's canon. It's effectively canon now, which means it existed. I, I, it's the whole sad thing is we'll never actually see it on the screen. No. That being said, I will put asterisks on that. There's always a slim chance we may actually still see it and possibly kind of strangely well because there's an inkling we may get old to pole in there. You never know, so you never know. They might be able to chuck it in in some way. Who knows? Um, because then you might get maybe a flashback to decommissioning an NX refit and the commissioning of the of the Connie. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that's one thing about Star Trek. You never quite know what's around the corner because we may still see it. It's the mm. whole thing of you know Picard season three. What Enterprise are we going to see? Are we going to see? the source section of the D are we going to see the E still around mm. or are we going to see the, the, the F all those are possibilities mm. but which ones are we going to see? I think there's a good chance that's the thing actually I'm actually thinking really on the top of my head here if we are going to the Fleet Museum to go and visit the because this is the thing, there's been an awful lot of chat around the Enterprises for the upcoming season three, and everyone and but it's been hinted at Enterprises and all that sort of stuff. Are we gonna get more than we asked for? Because they're, oh, they're gonna have something up their sleeves. Because you've got to think. So do you think they're gonna go and visit the D Saucer, right? Yeah. That's in the Fleet Museum. Well, what happened with the Venice? Where did that also get flung? In the museum. So isn't there a good chance that while they're flying to the D saucer, they may just fly next to, or you may see in the background, just 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 an X refit in the background, just kind of would be pretty cool. If it's been canonised now, that makes sense. Yeah, if it's enterprises, wouldn't that be cool? Surely that oh. would be the D, and you get the next refit. You Doug get Drexler two would. bites of cherry for. Doug Jackson would love that. Even if it's just a passing reference. I think we, I think that may be it. I think that, mm. that is an issue. That's the instant mm. think of. And that's the thing. Wouldn't you do it? Because then you've yeah. got the, yeah. the D saucer. You've got the next refit. You can shove other Easter eggs in there for. Yeah, and you've got to think this is the final season of Picard. They're gonna want to go out and with a bang. So stuff like that. Yeah, I could definitely see him doing it. Oh, what's his name? Um, Dave Bass hinted that we're gonna get more ships in the more ships if you combine all the ships from one seasons one and two combined is all the ships we're going to get in um, season three so fingers crossed we get some more canonised SJ ship designs 
because we've got an awful lot in two mm. at the beginning of two and we may get some ones that we've wanted forever mm. so we may actually finally get an NX refit granted it won't be moving it will just be stationary but it will exist it, it will be actually there. exist because we've only had it in a model Format. to date which is again still better than nothing than oh, just yeah. a picture on a calendar I, yeah I, I would love that again as a entire ship geek <sighs> them going there's more ships in this season than the last season and for combined. me an emerging ship geek <laughs> that would be pretty I'd, awesome I say so I think you'll have to wait next year to see what our list consists of where yeah. it ends up because I'm doing ranking enterprises for my birthday yeah. and so I'm, you won't have long to wait I'm looking forward to that it's going to be really interesting but I'm finally I'm glad you finally worked out why I call it a biscuit yeah because I always just assumed it was oh it's the look of the I think it was the exterior of it the look of the outside but I'm, I'm, I apologise for so it I'm glad we've broken that bubble because that was annoying me it's like oh, it's a biscuit tin <laughs> no, no that's just my derogatory term for it can't defend can't yourself stand up against anything it's still up against us in just about barely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 65% gaffer tape <laughs> I should have borrowed Scotty's du- a bit of duct tape from Scotty that might have helped but you know so yeah yeah oh, yeah NX refit is such a beautiful design hmm. it is it is strange because I've got a rough list a draft a listed draft draft list listed draft I don't know what I'm saying. You got, got you got you got a list of your favourites. List that's drafted. List drafted of your favourite. You know, uh, I mean. favourite enterprises from what's your favourite to your list? It is quite strange that I think there is a bit of a gap between the refit and the original one. There is a bit of a. Oh, I'm not surprised. I know how much you do love the um, the refit, so I'm not in a way. I'm not surprised. I think you listen by list and go, what? That makes no sense, Simon. <laughs> this is the same with F as well. Where I have yeah. problems with that mm-hmm. module because that got refitted like no end. Everything got refitted. Yeah, like yeah. like the D. Yeah. Like when that got refitted, and Wolf got a chain, and the ship got blown up. Oh, dear. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Yeah. Poor Wolf. Yeah. Is is that but, us done for today? I mostly behind the scenes. And yeah. Then next time we might do more. What was in the ship and uh, episodes um, summaries and yeah, whatnot, yeah, maybe. I think yeah. Um, but but this was all on Jamie. I had no input into what we were doing and whatever. How do you think I did? All right, yeah. Thank you. It's vaguely coherent, which is always a wonderful thing with ships because it's, ah. it's. I said I really enjoyed doing it. I really enjoyed. I said my first ship episode. But we could see what tons. Yeah, I there mean, are still so much yeah, this to is definitely. But part two, we won't be doing that for at least a couple of years. Um, in fact, I've already got at least because how many episodes do I get now? I think it's like eleven, isn't yeah, it? We won't get twelve. 11, 12. I think I've literally almost got half episode ideas for for not next year, but the, the following year. Stuff it's some it's a some stuff that's been pushed back, obviously. But there's a few other ones I've got. But yeah, that's called compromise, and we both have to do it. Yeah. Um, but that is not the end of the episode. We hope you guys have enjoyed that the topic itself. Yeah, and my rambling because it's alright. I, I enjoyed that. I like being the one not deciding what we're doing because I, I think I think I have done every other ship one going. Yeah. And it is time consuming trying to work out what to do next. I still got to do Ferengi notes. Yeah, that's from the, that's from, that's not till next month. So. Why are those notes in there about shots? I don't get yeah, it. Who cares? No, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, 
Prezzies. Yeah, cotton prezzies. Yeah, sorry. We've been looking at these. So I've been sitting here for like the last hour and however long we've been doing this. Another card. Oh, your mum's card. So we'll start with the start with the cards. Do I need to open this delicately or not? It's a fancy card. Yeah. I, like, I really like the uh, the, pack, the empty envelope. I'm, just, I'm not going to be able to open this. I'm just going to open it like that. <laughs> I was trying to open it normally, but that didn't really happen. Your happy birthday for Monday. Thank you. Because okay. as ever, Jamie, we're doing it three days ahead. Yes. Yeah, so. So from your perspective, guys, this would have been about five days ago. No, two. No, from when they're listening on the Wednesday. <laughs> no, your birthday was... Oh, yeah. No, no, from when, we open, from when I'm opening the presents now. <laughs> Shut up, Jamie. Just, just read the card. Thank you. Ooh. No, it's... Oh. No, Jamie, don't, 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 don't. Okay. That's why you can't have nice things, you... <laughs> oh, not that bad. Oh, this is... one of these polarity ones. Oh, okay. Well, I can honestly say I've never had one of these cars before, so I don't feel silly for not being able to figure it out. Oops, you don't, Jamie, because... No. Jamie and, loves it. And you're struggling anyway, so that makes me feel even better. It's something like that, I think. Oh, okay. It... You know... Leave it. It's a yay kind of day, I love it. Oh. So Jamie, hope your birthday gives you loads of reasons to smile. I love from Pippa. Thank you, Pippa. Very lovely cards. Really nice, thank you. You know she never hit lists I know, but still. <laughs> there we go. And this is from Simon, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, they just uh... This is my usual one, Jamie. Gryffindor, but it's a Oh yeah, there you go. So So we realise I did one for your dad as well. You do realise. Well, wax seal. Mm, I didn't know that. Well. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't have a clue what I'm on about, but I, I did. I, I got I got it out again and did it for your dad as well. Oh, thank you. I didn't oh, scrimp. You scrimped and saved. Didn't burn my finger off, you know. I enjoyed doing that wax seal, you know. You should have done it ever again. No, I know, but it's fun. Uh, right. <laughs> Stupid envelope. That's it. Ooh, very nice. Oh, thank you, Sai. That's a lovely mm. card. So, Jamie, have a wonderful, have the wonderful day you deserve. Free exclamation! It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a Simon thing if it was an exclamation mark. Love Simon. Yeah. Well, from Simon, I say. Love. Yeah. Thank you, Sai. No, thank you, Sai. There you go. And that doesn't look like much, but. Oh, is this the other two presents? Wasn't it from uh, Chris Christmas? Was it? Was what? it last year? What? No, we did that. Did we? That was last year. Oh, what? Been there, done there. That oh, last year, Jerry. Don't mind. Forget what I was saying. That, that was last year. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'm referring to like my last birthday. I could pick two presents, didn't I? And then the other two I would have gotten for Christmas. Yeah. That's that's last year. Was that really last year? My yeah, God. that's last year. Yeah, Crikey. that's why I keep saying it's last year. Yeah. It was last, last year. year. Yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs> this year's gone so quick. Yeah, me and my fancy wrapping paper eluding Jamie. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Pull Jamie. There you there go. go. Ooh. Open. I know. I'm just. Wow. Don't eat food. Don't eat. I'm not going to eat it. 
Oh, that's not food. Oh. Wow. Um, maybe tell people what, what you're actually looking at because I don't have a clue, Jamie. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at um, Terminator Two Judgment Day. Is that tops? Uh, yeah. Tops. So uh, basically cards. I think it's stickers. Really. Stickers from the film. So we've got. Ooh. Sarah's Nightmare, so that's like the sequence at the start of the film. Um, I actually haven't looked at them, but you can see they've been sealed. Programmed to Kill, so one with Sarah Connor. Battered but unbowed, so that's obviously um, Arnie. And The Killing Machine, wow. Very nice. I think there's even some information as well. I think they're cars and there might be a sticker in there or something, or I don't know. I don't, they're going to have a look. No. But yeah, I thought they were cool. I know oh, that's one of your favourite films. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'll uh, put that in there. I have an inkling you think you know what's in this. Because you know me too well. Probably, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to try and guess. I want to be surprised. Maybe when I open it, I was like, oh, it's that thing. Because you touched it earlier and you went, hmm, what's your thoughts? Well, I think it's a book. That was my first one. Can I just, for a minute, I haven't done a pin Oh, yes. Um, Sorry, Joe, I completely forgot. I've got my Admiral Archer pin from my advent calendar. Just a simple, quick one, because it's only an enterprise pin I could think of. How does that relate? To oh, yeah. It's Captain Archer, for yeah. Pete's sake. Your favourite captain. Just open it, Jamie. And you should figure it out back now. Kind of. That makes sense. Ah! That makes sense, doesn't it, Jeremy? Yes. That makes sense, don't it? <gasps> I'm sorry you didn't figure it. Oh, wow! <laughs> Simon has got me. Well, it's even more amazing because, well, what happened recently? Oh, yeah. Even going kaput. Yeah. Simon has bought me. Uh, Unfortunately, there's no magazine for it. That's yeah. the only downside for uh, it. That's fine. There, there, I have, there are digital ones, and you uh, have got Simon them. has bought me. Would you say is it an extra large version? Mm. Extra large it's, version. It's a special, but yeah. It's LD SS Enterprise the NX refit. Ooh. Yeah, you, you, you're good. You're good. good. I think I opened it up just to see if it was all fine. Smooth vibes. Yeah, I thought your shrine wasn't complete without an NX oh. refit. Oh, this is lovely. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. Mm, pretty modern. That is absolutely gorgeous. It's a bit of a pain to get out of the box. Well, um, I might let you. Yeah. I'm not sure where pretty I'm going to. I might put this maybe here. Yeah, I'll yeah. there. I, I, it's one of my favourites they ever made. Yeah, so, ooh. Yeah, I thought it was fitting with doing an episode of it. Well, you might as well have one. Wasn't cheap. You're, you're... I hope you didn't spend too much on no. this side. about right. 50 quid? No. I'm not telling you, but... Is it less or more? Less, but okay, it's, it's plenty of that's money. That's fine, that's fine. As long as it's not, not like hundreds of pounds. No, no, no. Never... What, from our discussion last time, <laughs> I was like, no, no. I paid a sensible... I love the fact that, you may not know this, when they built the secondary hull... If you notice, SS Enterprise. Oh, yeah. Nice scrolly lettering. Oh, wow. That's a Because oh, it's, it's 
Starship Enterprise. Yeah. You did the whole thing of... Because, you know, have I told you before? NX is Naval Construction Project, right? Yeah. And then, you, you know that USS stands for United Starship? Hmm. Well, it's not United yet because we haven't got to, like, the Federation era. So no. they went for NX. But, yeah, there you go. It's gorgeous. Oh, do you know this? Now, actually having, like, a real-life model of this, I'd... Oh, I wish they'd done a season five. Mm. This would have looked amazing. It's one of the best Eagle models out there. Yeah. Really, if I'm honest. Because the original one's not scabby. You know, the, the yeah. tiny one's not scabby. But uh, that's one of our favourites. Did, did Clive like this one as well? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. It's, oh, it's a lovely model. Which is why I wanted you to have one, because it's... Wow. So I'm literally reminded of the very first uh, Star Trek film. It said... Which, um, um, motion picture just looking at the Enterprise from different angles I'm like, happy about that Jerry thank you oh, it's so it's lovely it's like small and something oh, now I just need to other way figure out how to other, no, other way around Jerry shall I yeah, yeah, Simon's yeah. just helping me with the stand I'm going to I had to look it up because I got confused when I yeah. let me I'll let you because <laughs> I got it wrong when I put it on and I put it up. Yeah. I got it out of the box to see if everything was fine. And I put it, I stupidly put it on the nacelle struts and it wasn't very happy. So I had to look in the magazine. It's like, okay, right, it goes over the secondary hull and the primary hull. Oh, wow. There you go. And the good thing is, that won't fall off its sand as easily. No. But there you go, Jamie. I thought you'd love that. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you, sir. Something a little bit bigger than Johnny, Johnny Lightning model and your original. In, uh, yeah. Enterprise. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Something a bit more fancy. Very nice. Thank you, Sai. Because my I got told by people buy buy Eagles models now before they go stupidly crazy prices. So I got it at pretty much how much it would have costed if I went to Eagles. You know what I mean. So I got it for about the right price. I didn't. I didn't go OTT with it. I Less than spent around. The, yeah. More I, sp I spent about how much I should have done with it. But about more than ten. Well, yeah. Okay. They're I'm not. Gonna... They're not cheap models. <laughs> that one's about a tenner. Is it more than twenty? Yes. Is it less than forty? Well, yes, it's that number, Jamie. Yes, it's that number. If you really want to know, yeah, it's that number. Yeah. Like Between 20 and 40. Well, what could that mean? Yes, it, that, that number. It's lovely, thank you. But, it, yeah, it's... About that, about that is how much it's really oh, worth. It's but it's such a lovely model. Yeah, and that, that, that sign bit at the bottom, that's just a lovely detail. I mean, honestly, that, that, to fit that on, and that's... Oh, that's just incredible. I say, unfortunately, there's no physical model with it, but here no. I have got a digital copies for you. And I can definitely see the resemblance to said the original Connie, what they were going for. Beautiful. Oh, it's just it was no brainer. It's like, well, we're doing our next episode, and it will. I know what you're going for your damn birthday. Like, so no, like, <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> kind of Connie like said it itself. itself right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was sitting there the whole time, going, "He's gonna like he's figured that out like 20 yeah. minutes ago. Like that, that's yeah. what I'm getting." Because yeah. you look at that box, you need to go. Yeah, and also there's only one thing in it. Like there's going to be one thing in it of that yeah. size. Like. And also, thank you for the birthday message on Facebook. That at the time we're recording, you haven't you haven't done yet. But by the time you're listening, it would have been two days past. But I'm going to thank you now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your cuisines again. 
And I think that's why a very... Jamie, why Jamie? Why Jamie? Yes. Uh, anyway. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Just go with it, sorry. Uh, this is why I've got an overview of Phil, of yeah. making content <laughs> that needs to be. It's a bit like... Yeah. Uh, well, what are we doing next after this one? Uh, I don't know. I don't uh, the know next episode anymore. that's going to be released will be... Um, Isn't that what? Falcon eventually, yeah. finally? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, that'd be fun to listen to oh god <laughs> oh as it's called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> oh. Oh. even though so we want to just call it Falcon and Winter Soldier it sounds much easier oh. um, yeah then th- that was a thing that was a that, thing that was a thing guys yeah we'll, we'll just we'll say that yeah we'll so it's, it. It. It's, it, it's shorter it, yeah yeah it's a shorter episode it's like yeah. just over half hour I think oh, 40 minutes <laughs> yeah so that'll be our next episode release um, we hope you enjoyed listening to this one um, and yeah, we'll be back with part two of this in a couple of years. Eventually. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, um, talk to you then. Yeah, and, and yeah, thank you again for my lovely birthday presents. You're welcome. Right. And yeah, we'll be back soon with another episode, guys. Bye! Bye.